Jones and the Diggs, Professor Jones and the Diggs, Professor Jones and the Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Professor Jones Podcast. We are two brothers. Yes, we are. And we love movies. Oh boy, we do. My name is Dave Jones and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones and I am the Diggs. And this week we got a pretty good one here for you. At least it's the uh, sequel of a really good movie. Um, We're very excited to talk about The Incredibles 2. With no colon, no afterthought. It's just The Incredibles 2. And just The Incredibles 2. Great idea. Thank you. For Not just... like Dark World or anything like that. It's just... I know. It's like, thank you so much for just doing a normal thing. That's so Incredibles nice to 2? just have. Yeah, it's just a sequel, guys. Da-na, Nothing more than da-na. that. <laughs> oh, Giacchino. We're going to get to him. Giacchino, excuse me. Baby. Um, but I think we're Guy just going to. You have a Do you have a bro down? I didn't even ask you before we get started here, but we're just shooting off the cuff here. Because um, I have the only one. Thing... And, and I think just I for. Time's sake, maybe let's just keep it to the one because I think we both okay. want to talk about the same thing here. Something, well, I have news that I just found out. It's very short. Um, I guess Disney just put in like a, a higher bid for Fox, um, like $72 billion to acquire Fox and Comcast had put in a large bid and now Disney's going like $6 billion more than they. So there is like a huge bidding war going on right now with the rights to Fox. It's oh crazy. my gosh. Please, Disney. Just buy it. That would Please. make so much of our lives so much easier. We, we can just it. watch freaking X-Men and the Avengers all within the same universe and they can just do whatever they want. That's something that I noticed within um the new the latest Wreck It Ralph trailer. Uh the Wreck It Ralph 2, which actually looks great. Um it our, had it I, had like you all ahead. the Disney stuff in it. And it had yep. like a bunch of Star Wars references and like stormtroopers are gonna be a part of the plot. Oh, maybe it's a so small amazing. part. And then it had all the Disney princesses. And I mean, I watched that trailer with our niece Jerrica, who's 10 years old. And as a 10-year-old little girl, she loved that little princess scene. She thought yeah. it was the best thing ever. So I mean, that's just incredible that they can do that. So man, I hope that Disney gets a hold of the Fox because yep. I think that, that would open up so many doors and it's i mean it sucks that they have just such a monopoly on so many great characters and things like that but at the same time at the present moment they're doing a pretty good job with all of their with all their properties so i would be excited to see what they do if they grab onto all like a bunch more superhero properties is essentially what we're going for baby and we'll finally get a great fantastic four movie which would would be be tight it would be fantastic for. Yeah, but we also kind of already have a Fantastic Four movie, which yeah. is incredible because it's The Incredibles. Um, <laughs> as a ten-year-old little girl, I really—I mean, uh, as a t- <laughs> Dash is just the cutest, um, dude. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's get to Baby Creed real quick, well, just to go over that. We'll yeah. Okay. So, so your bro down. Yeah. There's there's a trailer that dropped this you, morning. Yeah. You. This is your. This is so your movie. Like as much it's, as I am it's excited. Gotta be your bowl. It's got to be your bowl. As much as I'm excited for this movie, this is such a Danny thing. Like this is so digs in every way, shape, did, and like, fashion. I did like boxing workouts in the mirror for like two months after I saw this movie. Like not actually working out, but just like kind of pretending to <laughs> turning down lights, throwing your hood up, walking into rooms <laughs> yeah. with freaking... jogging like 15, you know, 15 feet on the street and kind of dancing for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, no. So Creed two, the trailer dropped this morning. Um, 
And I've, I mean, I've been waiting for this for ever. It seems like, uh, the first one was incredible. Um, I always forget his last name. Sorry. Ryan Coogler. Is it? Yes. Ryan Coogler. I think it's Coogler, uh, director of, you know, the now, uh, uh, famous black Panther, the incredible hit, um, before that, you know, um, that he's not directing it though, right? No, no. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he directed the first one. Uh, it was incredible. Fruitvale station, him and Michael B. Jordan had this connection and the first one was kind of just magic. Um, what they did, I thought Sylvester Stallone could have gotten that that best supporting that Should've year. Should have got the best supporting on that. Should have gotten it. Uh, we was robbed. Who, who, we was robbed. Hashtag we was robbed. We talked what? about this before. Who'd it go to? Uh, it went to the dude who plays Halliday in Ready Player One. What's that guy's name again? Oh gosh. Oh man. Rupert Grint. <laughs> Martin Sheen. Martin Short. Short Sally. Danny DeVito. <laughs> I know it. I'm just. Keep going. I'll think of it. Uh, DeVito O's. Uh, cereal. Uh, Mark <laughs> Rylance. Cr- I didn't look Mark it up. Rylance, Mark correct. Rylance. It just took me a minute. I'm sorry. Go. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, he won it that year. But uh, so that, you know, that movie was incredible. Now, this one, we have a director, Stephen Capel Jr. I don't really Who's know much done, about. done, like, nothing. Uh, and the nothing. movies that he, he has done have been very low-budget, kind of indie he stuff. Did, uh, he which did is, a documentary on The Land, which was, like, a Cleveland docu- documentary. Did really great at one of those festivals. And so that's kind of what put him on the radar is, like, some, you know, up-and-coming. And it wasn't until, like, he signed on, I guess, that Michael B. Jordan was, like, uh yeah i i don't know my michael <laughs> i can't do a good michael b That's michael b jordan um, impression right there yeah <laughs> oh, uh he's so cool though can we just say he's so cool yeah don't call me that though no i'm don't call michael me b jordan up, my, Creed? michael b jordan is probably the coolest person on earth right now like at the I present moment, be. you know, there's been people He's that are probably cooler person. than him, but when Creed came out, there's nobody that's cooler than Michael B. Jordan. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Great you can say anything. Anyway, um, this trailer dropped this morning, a lot of stuff surrounding it. What did you think of the trailer? Okay. So I already knew that, uh, Kugler wasn't directing it. So, Mm-hmm. I'm kind of apprehensive about the whole thing because there are many sequels that come out that don't have the original director and it's like, mm-hmm. you had to Google okay. it. Yeah, exactly. But, um, so I was apprehensive about this and the trailer didn't do anything to make me feel better about the film. I wasn't mm-hmm. that excited, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I didn't know what the movie was about until the last, you know, second of the trailer you didn't know it was about the i I had no idea about that and so that blew my mind and i was literally laying in bed this morning when i watched the trailer it was the first thing i did i woke up and was checking things and i was like oh my gosh there's a creed 2 trailer trailer. (laughs) yeah man i like sat up and smiled so big thinking about you know ivan drago's son fighting apollo creed's son because that is just the coolest thing i'm 
I, I love Rocky. When Creed came out, it kind of rejuvenated, rejuvenated my love for the entire series. Uh, I watched all of them, and I'd say that the fourth one, while probably the cheesiest, is also probably the most entertaining one. And so I love the idea of Ivan Drago and that that particular moment in time. It's That movie's so great. I really like that one. So bringing back that character to fight against the offspring of, you know, another character and both of whom like are kind of related to Rocky, but they're also their own thing. So I'm just, I don't know, man, this is going to be such a sick movie. I hope so at least because I didn't know that I, I didn't know that they were going to do some sort of crossover universe thing because I didn't think he could fight Cal Drogo, you know, and I don't know how they're going to connect all that, but I thought he was already dead. Like they're going to, I don't know. Ivan Drago, like from the original Rocky four versus Cal Drogo. Who wins? Bare fist. Cal Drogo. You think? Easy. Just freaking owns him. Yeah, that's Bye. true. He does rip that dude's throat out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we're talking 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 boxing versus like, <laughs> like thundering into battle and like ripping people to pieces. Okay, okay, okay. Jean-Claude Van Damme from Kickboxer. Or no, no, not Kickboxer. No, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Or Call Droko. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, Chon- can't be against Cal Drogo anymore. Chon Lee from Bloodsport. Oh, <laughs> that guy. Actually, I take Chon Lee. I might take Chon Lee because that guy, he was a good adversary. He was very Are you menacing, picturing the very, face? Are you oh, picturing his yeah. face right now? When, just he's, like the when he's like down, kind of in a squatting position, and he's and he shaking that. his fists. Yeah. And he's, oh, man. <laughs> It sucks that this podcast is just audio because I wish that I could do an impression of it. Um, anyway, uh, Creed Two. For those of you not not yeah. watching, uh, it's pretty great. Creed Two looks sweet though. I'm so excited. This is my brother David. He does such a good Chun Li. <laughs> <laughs> is it Chun or Chun? I don't even know. I have um, no idea. I was surprised you pulled that out. Um, I would have never known Chun Li. I'm pretty pumped that I did too. <laughs> Not to be confused with Chan Wang from uh, Shanghai Noon. So Shanghai Noon. Gosh, man, all sorts of references flying out here. Any yeah. other Chans that you you want to yell out there? Con. Um, Star Trek, right? Yep. Um, okay. But anyway, Creed 2 looks sweet. I'm very excited. I can't think of anything else you want to talk about in, as far as Creed 2 goes. I'm glad that they brought uh, Sly um, Stallone back. That'll be great. You know, oh, the, one, the one thought that I had about it is that the first one was so great. It touched on like the emotional tone so well, and it had this story of the up-and-coming... Um, up and coming Adonis Creed and he has all this stuff with his father and all this stuff in his past. And then, you know, Rocky kind of steps up to be that father figure for him and he goes through all this stuff. And so this one, it seems like they're going to try to make him go through something again, you know, and well, it he looks has like to go he's through, a, like, he's a new father, right? Yeah. He's got a baby. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know how you can make things more emotional than like Rocky having cancer, your dad's passed away. You're fighting for like your right to become, uh, I don't know. It just, I don't know how you can do better than that. And I don't really, I guess need it to do better than that. I'm just looking forward to a good movie, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of 
on the on the same in the same spot as you. I'm a little bit apprehensive. Right. I don't want to get overhyped for it. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't think it's going to be as good as the first, but I am so stoked to see Creed again. I'm so right. excited just to go to a theater because th- that first Creed movie, that final fight when the lights go down and they're like introducing everybody in the MGM or whatever, um, it felt like you were there. Like it was when you the, watched uh, it in theaters. It was a soccer field. It was Wembley Stadium. Is that oh, right? Yeah, Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Man, and, um, but like 2015, that came out, Creed came out, and um, I remember, I can't remember what I was listening to that they were talking about this. Could have been Blank Check, but it could also have been Slash Film Cafe. Doesn't matter. Shout out to Blank Check with Griffin and David. Great I actually podcast. am going to have to shout them out in a little bit, too, because I have a lot of information that they specifically gave me. Um, but anyway, um, 2015, was that the year The Force Awakens came out, and then also the year that... Yeah. Um, uh Mad Max Fury Road came out. It's like yep. three movies, like three popular franchises had an somewhat of a reboot or a sequel kind of come out in that year and all of them were awesome. Were so good. That was such a good but year for film. I think that of those three, would you agree that Creed might have lived up like been the best one? Not saying that like Creed is better than The Force Awakens. No, but no, given I, the, I know what you're saying. Given the I content, so. it I mean, it just killed it. It just took the original so. brand and made it, it so much better. It took your expectations and went above and beyond. Like right, Force Awakens right. was like, it met my expectations and I was so stoked about that. Right, yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, I'm Mad so Max relieved Fury that that Road was great. incredible and just visually stunning. I don't know if the plot was the best for me or whatever, but it was incredible. Mad Max watch. is something that I wish I wanted to watch more, you know, cause now that it's been out for a yeah, while, like I don't I really never feel like it. rewatching it, you know, I never and go, Oh, I want to watch Fury Road. I'm sure there'll be a point in a couple of years in a year or two where I'm like, Oh man, I'm so excited to watch Fury Road. Maybe sometime if you and I are hanging out, like that would be, we'd both be like, dude, I'm really in the mood for Mad Max. That we could have, be fun. Yeah, like you a know? road, you know, road hogs. You could do wild road hogs, trip. road hogs, yeah, road hogs, trip, road euro hogs. trip, road warrior euro trip. Uh, I don't know. Glory road. Um, anyway, Should we go back to Chun Li. <laughs> Chun Li, uh, Chun in sixty seconds. <laughs> that was good. Chun with the wind. Ah, uh, uh, oh man, you're gonna get me sorry, started on dude. something. Yeah, sorry, geez, just sorry, everybody. Easy with the puns, bud. I know, uh, I know. So Creed 2. Looks sweet. Very excited. Can't wait. So stoked. Yeah. With Michael Jordan. <laughs> it's like, had to plug that B in there. Yeah. B movie. Jerry Seinfeld. Um, Jerry Seinfeld. Anyway, moving on to the topic at hand. Let's talk about <laughs> Incredibles 2. Uh, real quick, I know that you just watched The Incredibles last night. Uh, yeah. What do you, yeah. what are your, how do you remember yes. the original Incredibles? What are your thoughts on that movie? Just to start um, off the conversation. I'm so happy you asked about this. Cause I think I would have forgotten. I wanted to talk about the Incredibles though, before we got into it. Right. Um, I hadn't seen it in a long time and I kind of shy away from watching Pixar movies as much as I think I need to just because they are all so great. And I forget that. And I just, for some reason, like when I'm flipping through things, like I don't ever want to watch a Pixar film. I just, some people are really into it. And for some reason, I'm just not, not that into it, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, sure. 
uh, or at least it just it doesn't appeal to me as much. Uh, but last night turned it on, um, and I hadn't seen The Incredibles in probably like ten years or something. And it lives up to its name. It's incredible. Like the first one is so good. Um, I think the what is it? Syndrome is that his name? Yeah. Syndrome. Syndrome Syndrome. played by Jason Lee. Yeah, by Jason Lee. uh, My name is Earl. Um, I love that. The villain's great. I think all the characters are great. There's certain moments in the film where, like, the whole family finally gets together and they all have their masks on and it kind of, like, zooms out and shows all of them in, like, fighting stance and the music swells and I get goosebumps, you know? Right. And I'm like, gosh, this is just a Pixar film. This is so good. Like, it was... It's incredible. I, I think that movie was just so well done. Um, and it hyped me up even more for this film uh, today. I really wasn't, uh, I was excited to see it, but I wasn't like over the top excited. And watching that last night kind of gave me a little bit more of a boost to go see it today. Um, I was kind of on, the, because we got Jurassic World this week as well. So kind of had that on, oh boy, the, on the other wait. side of things. I, for some reason, I'm so excited. I don't know. Why. I know. I'm going with dad um, tomorrow. <laughs> it's dinosaurs, you know. It's, it's probably going to suck, but it's just somebody's going to get dinosaurs. eaten by a dinosaur in a horrible I know. way. And, <laughs> and we get to like, watch. We get to watch. And it, that's so. why it makes the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean? I was talking to our mom about this. She was like, oh, I can't wait to see that. And I was like, see, that is why these movies make so much movie or make so much money. It'll probably be um, the best movie about dinosaurs this year. That's. that's true that's probably true that's true um sorry i'm just crinkling this raptor i mean rapper i don't know that Uh was bad Uh um but yeah anyway about the incredibles i just i think it's great uh was really looking forward to this and uh now we got incredibles too so there you have it i think that and i've made this statement before uh the incredibles for a long time has always been definitely my favorite pixar film but it also kind of occupies the space in my mind of my favorite kids movie. Um, my favorite animated film. There's something, you know, stuff like Aladdin or Lion yeah, King yeah. that have those nostalgic, uh, that have nostalgic value to me, but the good dinosaur cars. Oh too. my gosh, yeah. dude. Both of which, Oh man, cars or not cars too, but uh, emoji, the good dinosaur was, I did not like that movie at all. I just was so bored. Uh, I, we, short story. We went with uh, a good friend of ours in the podcast, Jimmy Swain, his nephew, Peyton Swain. Uh, he, we went to good dinosaur with him when he was probably like seven or something like that. And we got out of the movie and I looked at him. I said, Peyton, what'd you think? Of, or I was like, Peyton, did you like the movie? And he turned to me and goes, sort of <laughs> <laughs> like even from a kid. <laughs> the thing about the the thing about the good dinosaur is if you have a dog and it's, he's being a good boy, like what you're just gonna take a, a camera and film him actually like obeying and sitting and you know being a good boy? No, like all the excitement is when he's being a bad boy. You gotta name it the bad dinosaur and show a little bit of the excitement. <laughs> you don't want to just take the you know taking the dog when he's napping. No, I'm not gonna film that. Get the bad boy. Get the bad dinosaur. Okay. Uh, See what happens. The bad dinosaur. Sorry, that was really funny to me. <laughs> um, so anyway, past good dinosaur. Incredibles is awesome. I remember seeing it. I think I was early on in high school. Um, and it was 
a great flick, but it's a movie past Lion King and Aladdin where I enjoy those movies and I really like them for the nostalgic value that they have and the great music and stuff like that. But The Incredibles is a movie that I legitimately think is a great movie. And I, mm-hmm. I watch it and it's mm-hmm. it's just another great superhero film to me. It touches on and really great tones and it's almost yeah. beyond it's it's beyond various genres it's it's a really good film and i really and i really like the incredibles jason lee is amazing in it um but a lot of credit goes to the director brad bird who is a fantastic director and i'm so glad that he decided to make a sequel um we'll get into what i think about the sequel here but uh i i just hope that brad bird keeps doing animation and, and i think it'd be great for him yeah. to dip because you know how Brad Bird, he originally did Iron Giant, and then he did The Incredibles, Ratatouille. Then he also did Mission Impossible Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Then he moved to Tomorrowland, which was a invention of his. He wrote and really got on board with that one, and it was a complete failure. Um, or at least a box office flop. There are things that are good and bad about that movie, but he kind of failed in the live-action realm, so he went back to animation, and that's why he made The Incredibles 2. Um and hopefully this will kind of rejuvenate him to make maybe another original thing within the animated world because he is very much one of those people that has influenced. Uh, he's got great ideas. Yeah, he's influenced animation in great ways. The Iron Giant is great. great imagination. And also really uh, influenced Pixar to do great things. I mean, I don't know. Have you seen Ratatouille? No, I honestly haven't. I know that's Man, really sad. I would encourage. I should be ridiculed. No, no, I've never. I had never seen it before until like a couple weeks ago, and Ratatouille is so good. Like it's amazing. I love that movie. I'm gonna have to watch it. It's right up there with The Incredibles now. Like it could be in my top three or four of Pixar films. Um, but anyway, I heard it's a little bit cheesy. <laughs> oh, rats! I I did it again. <laughs> and, okay. Easy with the puns. Sorry. I don't give a rat's ass about them. Oh, okay. 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 Cool on. with the language. <laughs> we, cool we allow it. ourselves like one every podcast. Um, so we're PG 13, right? Um, one more thing about the original Incredibles. Uh, the moment where um, Dash is running on water and he's running oh. on the ground and then he flies into the water and he chuckles to himself. It's one of my favorite moments in anything. And I think that that is a better depiction of what it's like to have superpowers than any of the movies that we've got. Yeah. You know, like so many of these Marvel movies, so many of these DC movies, whereas some of them are really great. But I think in just this one little move, he defines what it's like to be a superhero. You know, this kid just realizes that he can wa- that he can freaking run on water because he's so fast and he just has this little giggle. I love that. It's he incredible. Down and he's just like, yes, <laughs> I can do this. I'm so tight. Right Dash now. is like, I don't know, potentially one of the best superheroes ever. He's just, oh, he's so great. I, well, I'll get to that. But, well, no, let's talk um, about, let's talk about, the, I mean, I guess we could talk about some of the, the actors and stuff like that. But as far as the characters go, just based within this, the original Incredibles or Incredibles 2, I mean, I think that Dash is probably the best representation of a superhero that can move very fast, right? Like, yeah. compared to Quicksilver or compared to the actual Flash, um, mm-hmm. I like Dash's version better. I think that he's, more fun and i think that they did a better yeah, job and with he's his character. not like i don't know there's always some like gimmick with it and stuff like they just show dash for who he is and for what he is right and i love uh i love when things are so simplistic this is a speed racer reference 
you know, Speed Racer's name is Speed Racer. Like, that's his name. You know what I mean? And, right. like, I love how little Dash is just Dash. You know, like, I, I just, it's perfect. It fits so well, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's awesome. He's, he's an awesome character. Um, what do you think about Violet? Um, I think she was, she wasn't that huge of a, a deal in the first one. Um, and in the second one, I, I didn't mind her. I don't mind her in either. I think she's fine. I think yeah. she's great. Um, did you see the, uh, the actress that plays her though? Let's talk about, uh, Violet Parr or no, Sarah, Sarah Vowell. Yeah. I don't know. And what is Sarah Vowell in? I didn't, I didn't look up. She too looks much like her. the, uh, the chick from Saturday night live. Yeah, exactly. She does. She looks like, uh, she looks like Debbie Downer. <laughs> she looks, she like, looks like a Debbie, Debbie Downer. Downer. <laughs> no, 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 but she, she looks literally like that actress from like SNL actress. in the Debbie Downer skit. Um, yeah. but <laughs> gosh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> I but, had to say that. No, no, no. I, that's funny. Uh, but Violet is. Um, <laughs> I think when I was younger, Violet is like the character that I kind of wanted to brush past the most. But now, mm-hmm. getting older, the last time I watched it, I enjoyed Violet way more than like the other characters. Even I was so into oh, yeah. Violet just because I loved that kind of or that high school or whatever she's middle school or high school um just kind of wanting to hide from the world and she can actually turn invisible like it's such a very it's a very fun idea for that character too and they did the same you know dash being his name is dash and he's very hyperactive and he's always just wanting to do something and so Dude, he can that run really scene fast in the first one where he's like look at it <laughs> he's like i caught him he's guilty he set the tack <laughs> on my seat i think i not- think that's it yeah dude it's so funny you say so many things and so many little quotes all the time and i just i go through all these movies and i eventually get around to them <laughs> you like, realize I, 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 that that's what I i've never been quoting remember this whole exactly time. what they're from you know because i say that all the time coincidence i think not but i never knew why or what it was that. from right yeah right it's so funny well, I'm glad that I'm glad that this gave you an excuse to watch The Incredibles because the first Incredibles is such a good movie. It's great. It's amazing yeah. and I love it. Um and I can't talk enough about how much I love the original uh Syndrome in that movie cuz Syndrome is the best oh, he's guy. So great. He's so good. Yeah. And actually it's funny cuz I was listening to a a podcast um the Slash Film podcast and they were talking about um the upcoming they're talking about Incredibles 2 coming out and they were saying that they didn't like the original Incredibles and that one, one of them didn't like the bad guy. They didn't like syndrome. And they think that so many of the newer Disney movies have weak, um, weak villains. And I was like, man, syndrome is like the best villain that's been in a Disney yeah, movie. He's in incredible. So yeah. anyway, um, whatever, but let's move on to the actual Incredibles, um, or Incredibles two, excuse me. Uh, so, I it's been 14 years and this has always yeah, been a been movie 14 years that people have speculated. Why have we not gotten a sequel to the Incredibles that sets it up perfectly for it? Why wouldn't we do this? So 14 years go by and we finally get it. And I think that this movie was pretty fun. You know, I don't think it was incredible. I don't think it's near as good as the first movie. I think that it is very fun and it never lets up and you're having so much fun while you're watching it. And it's only after you've seen it that you start to think back 
and go, oh, maybe it wasn't the best, though. You know, there there were things, as soon as I start to look at the plot and analyze it, things are kind of start falling apart a little bit for me. Um, and I'm not saying it's a bad movie at all. I just think that there are a lot of things that could be improved upon. Um, but at the end of the day, it was so fun to see all of these characters working together again. I'm in love with the world that Brad Bird created. Um, the Absolutely. music, the design, the architecture. I mean, it's all so great. And some of the set pieces, the action in this is the best I've ever seen. Like, I can't even believe what I was seeing with my eyes at some points in this movie. Um, so I'd say, I'd say as a, as far as a action animated film, this is incredible. Storyline is a little weak, little, little um, That's the title. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but some of it may be a little cliche, uh, but at the end of the day, I, I, mean, I had a blast. It's a great, it's a great film. So um, what do you think though? Now that I kind of just, um, it. now that you just blew it, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I was thinking you might've actually been really high on this film. You no, you have, you have a fridge behind you as a fridge with letters written out. And it literally says, I think our 10 year old niece wrote this. I'm a fart right behind <laughs> yeah, it. It's true. It does so the whole time that. he's talking, I'm just going, ugh. um, no, I, uh, I went into this movie with probably the same expectations I would in any Pixar film, um, not way over the top. And, uh, yeah, I had a blast. I I loved it. It was great time. Um, there was a couple things that kind of threw me off, uh, which we can get into, um, that I wasn't so happy about, but I think like the baby stuff was just so funny. Um, Jack, Jack, especially I'll say scene. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, this, the Jack-Jack scene with the raccoon and then, like, the crime guys on the screen was so clever. Like, the bandits with the things and, like, all that. Uh, I love that. I had a great time. There was a lot of amazing scenes. Um, yeah, I could sit around and, like, pick it apart or whatever, but, like, I... It's definitely a movie that I would love to just, like, have on in the background right, while right. I'm doing something. It's, um, I'll have a lot just of fun like watching this later on. Like the original, I can see where like somebody could make the argument to be like, this was an incredible film, you know? Right. Like this is like a piece of art. And yeah, this one is more just like, uh, that was a great sequel and I want an Incredibles 3. Me too. You know? uh, me too. Yeah, Please make like, another. Because yeah, you're exactly right. Brad Bird, the the universe he's created. I love his sight on it. Uh, by the way, if Brad Bird had a sidekick um, or like a brother, his name should be like, Tom Anderson Hawk, code for Tomahawk. That'd be cool. Brad I, I saw where you were going with that. That's great. That's pretty sweet. Huh? Very nice. Sorry, I just thought of that. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically it, man. Dude, Jack Jack, freaking Dash. I think there even could have been more Dash. I would have loved. I think that um, I think we needed more Dash. I think there was yeah, a little bit it was more a little Dash sparse was, on the Dash. Yeah, they they gave a lot of it to just Violet. A, just um, a Dash was, more. <laughs> just a Dash more. Um, so this is something that I think I just want to point out real quick because this is something that I don't know if I should feel stupid about this or not, but, um, a couple months ago I was, you know, looking up stuff on the Incredibles cause I was excited for the sequel. Did you know that the Incredibles took place during like the 1960s? Um, I guess I, I don't know. I guess I noticed the cars and stuff and like the way that the news was reported. So I kind of thought it was dated, 
But then, like, I don't know. The technology was so convincingly, like, up to date. I guess I just didn't even think about it. Right. Really. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. The 60s, huh? Yeah, because that newsreel was supposed to take place, like, late 1940s. And then the the rest of, you know, the next one is, like, 14, 15 years later. And it takes place in the early 1960s. That's so something this is I never still taking even... place in the 60s. Yeah, this is still in the 60s. Very if, interesting way to go. And in this one, I, I, I think that they, I thought that they actually played to the 60s a little bit more. In the other one, it's very subtle. It's not like it's in your face, like, look at all this time period stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is the 60s. It, it doesn't do that. It's very, it's very just like, this is just a, a movie taking place in a certain time. And it doesn't really, that the time period isn't affecting it that much. And so much of it takes place on that, Island with syndrome and all of his gadgets yeah, and yeah. his inventions and stuff that are very James Bond esque, right? Um, he's very much a Bond. Dude, time villain. time periods can ruin things. It's true. Like they yeah. honestly can, and people don't think about it. like <laughs> I. I think a great example of that is Avatar: Korra and the Legend of Korra that series. Like the best part about this is total nerding out, but like the best part about the Last Airbender is it's in this like land. There's no technology. It's just like all they use is rocks and stuff. So it's like. It's amazing, and there's just water and all this. Yeah, stuff. And I, I mean, the most takes place, and there's like people with like Tommy guns and like all this, you know, these crazy car chases, and it just takes away from like the entire feel of it. You right, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's just like a little side, little sidebar. Yeah. No. No. Definitely, I agree with, about that with Cora. Um, but I always, I thought that was interesting, and I didn't realize that. And so then going into this one, I had that in mind, and I was kind of picking mm-hmm. up on more things. Um, but this movie starts out. Should we just say spoilers from here on? Uh, there's, yeah. There's like a big spoiler this. that happens on later, but I mean, for the rest of it, it's like whatever. I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the uh, <laughs> no. I was about to spoil it, but I won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it made like 180 million dollars so far. So I think that it made uh, 180 so far, dude, it, it's made so much money so far. Let's see this. Anything, uh, gross worldwide, 180 million, uh, opening weekend. And then gross so far has been 286 worldwide. Wow. Just making so much money. Dude, I feel like, film. uh, I feel like Jurassic World is going to suffer because of it. Dude, I honestly think that it wouldn't it be kind of tight if The Incredibles made more money than Jurassic World be. this weekend. I cuz because I I truly think that. I think The Incredibles won't suffer from Jurassic World, but Jurassic World will suffer. Right, right. From The Incredibles. How many families are going to take their kids to the movies this next weekend and choosing between those movies? I mean, I think there's a family-friendly option that's Great. Right, right there. So, hey, speaking speaking of, how was your theater? A lot of kids? No, not too many. Really? No. Nice. Yeah, I got pretty lucky. Pretty you know, lucky. I went with our niece, Jerrica, and uh which was so fun to watch it with a kid because she was so mm-hmm. excited about so many things in the movie. Adorable. Um, but man, we went to like a freaking one o'clock on a Saturday showing or maybe it was a friday but either school is out anyway so it's like it doesn't matter but man there was like a field trip for some like child care thing so there was like 25 random kids just running around did you see the bus outside no i just saw the whatever couple people leading them in but there i mean it was my showing was like 
60 percent children 70 percent children <laughs> yeah. yeah a lot of sniffles a lot of yelling a lot of, like yeah <laughs> and poor jer i uh i forgot my jacket and she was standing against the wall like about to turn the corner and i was like jer stand right there and i just ran up the ran up the aisle to go grab my jacket and i came back and that entire line of kids was going uh, like around the corner like i didn't realize that they were leaving and this oh, kid no. like mushed her up against the wall no. and i was like hey and like yelled and like kind of like grabbed her and pulled her hand and like oh, wow. shook David. my finger at the lady that was running. Oh, you know? But I mean, wow. they were just being kids. But I mean, it was like it was a whole hey, thing. Knock it off! <laughs> so kid. That's all I got out. Is I yelled "Hey!" at some kid and he like yeah. made you know, and then the rest of them you kept their to. distance from her. But hey, um, you stop that! Hey, hey. But uh, anyway, so um, very fun, very fun with a bunch of kids. And you could tell because mine was about 20, 25 minutes of previews. And then that freaking. (laughs) When was it? (laughs) <laughs> the monsters monsters oh, university gosh. no no, no. okay let me let I me went. tell let me tell the story because this is great okay um we'll get to the incredibles i promise at some point yeah. here um when we went to monsters university it was danny and i and we went just two dudes uh, to a matinee and there are so many kids in the theater so many kids we actually saw ben stiller's wife and his kids oh at yeah that we show. did yeah um but anyway so we go in there and i didn't really notice the kids too much in about i'd say like an hour and a half into the movie <laughs> danny the digs leans over right into my ear and goes they're getting restless and it's like a bomb went off i could suddenly just hear all the subtle little movements just it was a it was a ticking time bomb they can only sit still for so long kids crinkling their wrappers and getting up and like just saying like Uh, little whispers to each other uh, it was there was so much noise going on and this one i think that this movie because monsters university isn't that great of a movie um it's fine but this one actually is pretty awesome and yeah, so i think this did a pretty good job of keeping kids entertained for the entire duration of the film especially at the ending like all you know you look around and there's just hundreds of little faces just uh just so into it and so struck and that's i mean you know jared was she was super she was loving it um but anyway so this movie starts out and um actually let's talk about the actors real quick we got uh craig t nelson coach always oh, great yeah he's he's great he is such a good mr incredible i love him doing mm-hmm. the voice and i think that they um i think that they do such a good job and this is actually a point that blank check and griff with griffin and david great podcast love them so much in a podcast that i've listened to extensively um yeah, me too. but they did an episode on the incredibles the first one recently and they were discussing how many other you know like dreamworks or something they will market their children's movies with an actor, right? It's mm-hmm. like you have Michael Myers in as Shrek or you have Will Smith in Shark Tale. And so they cater their movies to the actors whereas Pixar and Disney will write a story and hopefully find a big name to fill into those roles. But if they don't, they're going to go with the best person for the job. Yeah, so they go with the best person for the job. It's That's like great. you have Craig T Nelson which not many kids know Craig T. Nelson. Which, who is not Craig T. A, Nelson? He was Coach. He was in that TV show Coach. I mean, I, I had a – well, I know this. Oh, I had a okay, Craig right, T. Nelson right. poster on my door since I was <laughs> six years old. 
<laughs> you loved Coach in high school. It was a great I show. I loved Coach. Yeah, I watched <laughs> uh, every season. That and Cheers. Actually, Cheers is a good show. Um, Cheers is good. But so they, you know, obviously, so he's a great casting choice, great voice, and also Holly Hunter as Elastigirl. Another great actress. I love Holly Hunter so much. And yeah, um, she, she it's funny has because this with a familiar voice, you know, well, the thing is, is that, I mean, maybe this is a big thing for me is that although she has like a wide variety of films that she's done and a great body of work, she is always going to be Elastigirl to me, you know, like whenever I yeah. hear her talk, like, it's always just her. Um, but she got her, one of her first films is broadcast news. I don't know if you're, you've seen that one. It's a really, it's I don't a, think so. It's no. a great film. It's got her and then, uh, William Hurt in it. And, uh, what's the guy that played Marlon and, and finding Nemo? either way, uh, quite a few great actors and it's a James Brooks film. It's great. It's a really good film. Um, but also then just recently she was in the big sick which is a really good movie. Really enjoyed the big sick. Um, but so I'm always happy to see Holly Hunter come. And yeah. When she shows up on screen, I'm very happy to see her. But uh, in this film, Last she's fantastic. my middle name. I love it. Right. There you go. Our father's name. Uh, but our I'm father, our father, <laughs> <laughs> who aren't <villains. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I'm always excited to see her. So she does a great job as Elastigirl. But this movie takes off right where we left off, right? Or does it see, do that? Was it does this what do you think thing. about that choice? I, I thought it was great. I, I enjoy that a you lot. Like that? I cool. like how that takes off right where we were. But doesn't it? Doesn't it start out with the uh, uh, Tony Ridinger or whatever his name is with the flashy thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do the thing yeah. from Men in Black. They do the, they do the Men in Black thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, they, and but you know. it's just like a plunger on the kid's head. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. It's just like he presses the flashy thing, and then like a little plunger on a string comes out and just goes <laughs> sticks to the kid's head. That was funny though. That was interesting. A funny way to start it. I know, I never right? Really anticipated I was, that. I was taken aback by that, but it was it was very good. Kind of a I don't know weird way to start it out, but then it goes to that epic uh, set piece. That exact, with, yeah, you know, exactly. And it was great, and it is so cool. Like, yeah. I was I was blown away. That whole scene, I was like, oh my gosh, we're in it, dude. This is sweet. I know. And, and I, I don't know. That's one thing about this movie: the little set pieces that they have, all the different little action scenes. So good. They're incredible. So good. Incredible. No pun intended. Too. They're incredible too. <laughs> uh, uh, but man, yeah, I, I don't know. That that whole thing was great. And I love uh when Frozone shows up. Frozone's powers look so much cooler now. I know. They did such a good job with his character. But you know, in the exchanging of like you hold Jack Jack Jack. No, you hold Jack Jack, and everybody that just kind of having to make things up. Frozone um, always just kind of has to like help out though he's always just kind of the guy that like he can't quite save the day but he can kind of just like eh, I'll do my thing over here right he it's doesn't funny. seem like he's quite as uh powerful as elastigirl or but i love the mr. introduction incredible. he always gets mr incredible always just goes frozone and kind of puts so up pumped to see him just easily yeah. his best friend right easy yeah but i, I even I, did a little dap did you see the little he's like hey what's up frozone they did like the little handshake thing <laughs> like, ah, see it did like the clap and then like the i wish i had seen this movie again because i i'm it's funny i'm a couple days out from it and so it's i can't quite remember um but 
great scene, but then the Underminer just gets away, and then they never reference him again in the entire movie. Yeah, where'd the Underminer go? <laughs> and he just... got a lot of money. A lot of money. He did. He absolutely did. Uh, but they, you know, he crashes into the Capitol building of Municiburg is the fictional city that they live in. Um, Yeah, whatever. Um, but anyway, so then they destroy that and then they get arrested right off. It's like, I don't get it. Why are they being, I don't know. That was, that was so, such a bummer that like. Well, in the first one, they really kind of play on that the cops hate him so much. You know, and all that stuff. So, but I that was, got it. I feel like that was the thing about the first one, though, is that we had this whole struggle where it's like, <laughs> where <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm making faces to David. Okay, we're good, we're good. I got it. Um, but in the first one, they have this struggle like, why aren't superheroes? Uh, or superheroes are legal and they don't agree yeah. with it. And, and then they, they overcome that at the end and they kind of save the day. So you think, yeah. So then it's like, like, why you, would the cops hate him again? Oh yeah, exactly. And it's like, I just, I just feel like that whole scene happens and I was expecting a different outcome. And then it's like, Oh, okay. So we're doing this again. And it just felt like we're, we're doing the same thing again a little bit. Right. Um, yeah. but that's a small complaint and that's just, it just had me a little bit kind of, it's strange because back it's and, like for the, for the plot that he wrote, that had to be what happened. Right. I guess. Right. But it doesn't really, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't really but, work. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You know, it's just yeah, not exactly what I was expecting. You know, this is, this is very much the last Jedi for me. <laughs> no, no, where, uh, it's like, uh, that's not what I wanted. And so now I hate it. No. Um, yeah. but oh. anyway, th- it was fine. It's whatever. Um, I did like that scene afterward though. Very adultish, like as if kids are really, and that's what I love this movie. That's why I love both these movies is that they're yeah, very adultish. adult movies catered towards kids, right? They're not uh-huh. kids movies uh-huh. catered towards adults. Cause kids are just watching. Yeah, they're, kid, they're barely absorbing the dialogue. Kids are dumb. You know dude. what I they mean? They just love, they just watch the movie and they're just like, great. Okay, cool. Cool. Action great. scene, you know, but whatever. we're listening to the dialogue and the dialogue's actually, you know, it's for adults and it's great. Like they're, they touch on some good stuff, some very political and, and great things. And I'm happy to, <laughs> well, the first one has an entire, dis- adult. The, inter- the first one has an entire discussion of like the morality of being an insurance agent. <laughs> you know, it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. And, and this one is kind of much the same where they're like, would you rather we not have saved them? And it's like, uh, yeah, because the insurance would have covered it. Like we didn't, you know, we rather, he would have just gotten away. And that is kind yeah. of the interesting thing because it's like the, the economic impact of superheroes. Right. And so that's kind of what's at stake here is that Elastigirl is the right play as we get later into the plot, but Elastigirl is the right play because she's less destructive than any of the other superheroes. Um, I like that. And I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's a really good plot after that. I think that it took me a minute to settle into it, but I really enjoy all of that. Um, And so, I mean, well, let's, let's get there. So, they, well, I mean, you get to, uh, you, are you going all the way to Bob Odenkirk? Yeah, I would like to jump into the Bob Odenkirk Because stuff. I was so excited. Well, there's two people that I was really excited about. You had Jonathan Banks, who plays the hitman from Breaking Bad. I forget his name in Breaking Bad. Um, he has a really big role in Breaking Bad, and he kind of had the old man character in this. 
I was so excited to hear his voice. Um, as well as when that dude came walking down the stairs and I heard Bob Odenkirk, I was extremely excited. I was like, yes. Right. Cause right. he's just, he's a great voice. And I, his I character mean, is fantastic. I love is, his character. And uh, he's just like a good guy. He ends up just being a nice, he's just trying to help out. I know. <laughs> I know. know. Right. So yeah, but Frozone comes to them and says, Hey, uh, this guy wants to give us, you know, this guy wants to help us out and bring superheroes back into the spotlight, give you a new job, all that stuff. Step into and the spotlight. Step into the spotlight, Creed 2. Um, but anyway, so they get there and Bob Odenkirk, I don't know what the character's name is and I don't care. Uh, better call Saul. Um, so Saul. Winston they, Dever. All right, whatever. So they talk to Saul and Saul explains that. <laughs> just kidding. Saul. Didn't mean to dismiss you. Um, but so Bob Odenkirk yes, explained. Did. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> can I finish my sentence, please? <laughs> <laughs> but, I drive a Dodge <laughs> Stratus. People fear me. People are afraid of me. Um, but Bob Odenkirk says, like, I love supers. He is a big fan of them from when he was very little. And there's all that stuff. And then so he's saying we want to bring superheroes back into the spotlight. And then you see the door open and another character comes in. And as soon oh, as she dropped whoopee. the books, I went. That's going to be the bad guy. I seriously do the second she came on screen. Bad guy. It was like, I don't know, man. Is it just me or was that way too obvious that she was? That they were I just was leading a little kid. <laughs> you didn't see that coming. <laughs> I was a little kid and I was just absorbing all the pictures. <laughs> I had no idea. I really didn't. <laughs> I'm way too adult about this movie. I just seriously was picking it apart. No clue. <laughs> no, Absolutely. I mean, no. I, I, was I trying apologize, to, but there, there are, and I, I wasn't. I don't mean to be too ahead. hard on this movie because it's great and it's a kids' movie and it's fun. But after The Incredibles being such a big movie in my life, like it's it's been one of my favorite animated movies oh for my years. Gosh. Oh, David, you're gonna cry. The Incredibles. It was such an important movie. In my <laughs> <life>. <laughs> Not at all. What I sound like. <laughs> Let me let me stand up on my soapbox here. Um, no, it's it's great, and this movie was a little bit of a disappointment in various ways. Um, and I think that right here is where it starts for me. Is that I think that the bad guy kind of sucks. And yeah, I I agree. <laughs> I think that there's parts of it that are good. Um, I just it was just a little bit of a letdown. This was a weak villain. And I think I think when I found out who the bad guy was, it was the letdown for me. Like you knew all the way back then when I found out who it was, pretty big letdown. It didn't take away from how good the movie was like the rest of the way. Like I was really nervous right when they made the reveal that I was like, oh, no, is that going to ruin it for me? It didn't end up doing that because I liked the things that the bad guy did, but I wasn't all about that whole thing the reason why i didn't actually make the uh why i didn't like connect the dots on that is because i heard her voice and for probably about 30 minutes of the film i was trying to identify who that actress was until i finally got to i finally got to into the wild and all right right i it, it was a big light and then i was like okay i can watch this movie now <laughs> just you could know? not figure out the voice i hate that it's the worst i hated it yeah so. Um, but 
So anyway, I mean, she's, it's fine. Like, and it honestly didn't kill the uh-huh. movie that much for me. It's just that I, I was in the back of my head going, I'm pretty sure she's going to be the bad guy. She's been venting all this stuff. It's going to be, end up being her. And then when it finally came up, I was like, yep, called it. And I just, I could really tell what was, it's, I, I, this very was, this movie was very, um, predictable i guess is the word i was looking for mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. anyway but it's fine it's whatever um so i yeah i really liked the the choice of villain though like who the villain was and and just like that i always love things it's it's almost like a man of steel reference when like all the tvs go dark and zorg or whatever his name is zod is uh zorg is toy story to while we're talking about pixar good call hey right there no is it zerg uh, it's Zerg. Yeah, I think it's Zerg. And then Zorg is uh, Fifth Element. Oh, yeah. You're really buzzing with these. Uh, I don't know. I haven't said I haven't seen that movie in a light year or so. Um, anyway, sorry. What was I even talking about? <laughs> what was I? <laughs> I Honestly, no kind of can't okay, remember. No, no, saying, no, no, no. It I was, was saying, uh, no, I was saying yeah, the screen slaver. Yeah. Um, I liked that idea for a villain. I loved how when the, you know, the TVs would go out or hypnotize people. I liked it a lot as well as like that little chase scene with the crazy bright fresh little flashing oh, lights and stuff. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, no, like I, I said, loved I loved that. a lot of this. So then when they revealed and it was the, you know, it was the sister or whatever, I was just like, ah, eh. I'm just picturing like the Joker always. As soon as I see villain, I like immediate associate with like, what's the, best villain ever yeah joker i I hope it's like that right and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna harp on the bad guy because i'm gonna have one big thing at the end of the movie and i just want to talk about what i i think is wrong with the character but that's toward the end so i I think we should get through more of the plot here um so what do you what do you think about kind of the uh contrast between elastigirl being in the limelight and then mr incredible being at home watching the kids it's kind of funny kind of gives you like a michael keaton mr mom feel um i think that i think that the let's let's talk about no let's talk about elastigirl real quick uh the stopping of the train one of the cool scenes ever well, see, okay, so that, yeah, that set piece, that whole action thing was incredible. Unbelievable. That was so much fun to watch. Oh, my gosh, especially in theaters. You know, that's not going to be the same on the TV. It's still going to be amazing. But sitting in theaters for that scene was just <laughs> like, cool. oh, yeah. man. Because yeah. just the stuff they can do with animation, you know, and, and you know, big budget movies and, and uh, you know, the, the, real, the real movies are catching up and doing right. crazy stuff like that. Um, cause they can add in this animation, but you know, they still can just take it to a place that is so much that, and this is a completely another story, but that's why I'm uh, a little bit excited for that new Spider-Man coming out, um, into the Spider-Verse or whatever. Oh, it right. Is. Sure. Yeah. But that's definitely something to point out about the original Incredibles is that Brad Bird was very much a visionary in his field and he pushed the animation to a point that a lot of people weren't comfortable with. And a lot of people said that he wouldn't be able to do the things that he did in the original Incredibles. And to that point, all the Pixar movies didn't, uh, they didn't animate humans, right? You know, it's like they'd show the little quick things of Spike and Andy and stuff in Toy Story, but it was very much on the toys or the bugs in a bug's life or whatever else in Pixar. And so he did the Incredibles and they're like, you can't do humans. That's going to look ridiculous and stupid. And he's like, well, we're doing it because it's going to be sick. And he did it. 
And it was awesome. And I still think the Incredibles looks pretty good. This one looked even better. um, But the original Incredibles did look very good. So anyway, um, I think that he did kind of take all of that pressure of pushing the boundaries of animation in this film and putting it to into the action because the action is incredible in this movie. It's mm-hmm. so great. Um, it's so incredible. And I love the idea of the, um, you know, like the slingshot bike that she's on. If you have two separate wheels with Elastigirl on it and she can just like hop herself up and use herself can, like, like a slingshot and so and cool. do all this crazy. Oh man. So great. Yeah. I love it. Um, no, I like it. And I like her doing her whole thing. And she's, I mean, it's the right way to go with the movie. I, I think it was great. Watch yeah. Mr. Incredible. I don't want to watch him do all that. Right. Like she is so much more, I don't know. Just, well, we kind of, we get the, we get the shtick of, um, Mr. Incredible. He's just, yeah. He's powerful and might, strong. And you know whatever. what I mean? Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it, he's great. He's fun to watch, but Elastigirl is very imaginative. There's a lot you can do with that. She character. stretches the boundaries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not even trying. I know. Gosh. I'm reaching for something. I don't know. Uh, uh, it's not very great. Um, Got to be more rubbery. flexible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. To quote the first one. Um, Shit. <laughs> but so anyway, that scene's great. Um, I guess the next scene would have been, oh, she saves that like person from uh, whoever it was, like the minister or something, the ambassador or something yeah, from the, the helicopter. Ambassador. Yeah. Gosh, there's like another, another huge one that kind of gets left behind because it's not quite as cool as the, the train stop or whatever. But that was also amazing. I love that. So crazy. So good. She breaks into the, yeah, gets into the cockpit and the guy's hypnotized again. Can you swim? She like shoots, throws him out. I know. Gosh. It's so, so cool. adult. I love it. It's so, so good. cool. Yeah. Um, so that, that scene was great. Uh, but let's, let's get to Mr. Incredible back Papa. at home. I yeah. love all of this. I thought that this See, was, I did too. This is probably the I most entertaining part of the movie. Favorite. Part. I thought it was going to be my least favorite part of the movie and it ended up being by far my favorite. Yeah. It's so great. So funny. Um, him trying to repair the, um, damage that happened with Tony Reidinger and her taking them to the restaurant. And he's like, Hey Tony, have you met my daughter, Violet? Dude, when I she la- spits the, yeah. I laughed out loud so hard. Like, and Jerrica yeah, started laughing. She started laughing really hard because I laughed so hard. It was really cute, but, um, it was like, oh, that's just adorable. I know it was so fun watching this with her. Um, but it was that, that scene was great. Like hilarious to me. Um, I really liked all of that. And then him trying, Trying to do math homework with Dash was super fun. I really liked that. Math they is math. math. Why would they change math? Yeah, why would they change? You can't change math. It's, and that's just vocalizing, you know, a lot of parents' frustrations in life. And yeah. I think that that is kind of a nod to the well, parents. They want the us audience. to do it this way, and there you're like, well, I don't know. It's the same. It's, <laughs> it's the same thing. But it also like has that such a beautiful, cute little scene where he. I don't know if he wakes up early, he just can't sleep, but then he goes oh, and Violet? figures it all out. Oh, no. oh yeah. And he yep. stays up and you know, he wakes, he wakes Dash up and they figure it all out. And Dash goes to school all ready for his test. I thought that that was such a cute little parenting moment mm-hmm. that Mr. Incredible had. I really liked that. It was super nice. Yeah. Um, he, you know, at the beginning of this movie, I was thinking because through the Incredibles and then into the beginning of this, I'm kind of going, 
I just don't really like Mr. Incredible that much. Like, I don't like his character. And then especially in the beginning of this, I'm like, man, this guy is just so selfish. And You just didn't like, like him in the last one? Well, in the first one, I'm not saying I didn't, you know, that I, like, hated him or something. But there's just always little things about his character. He might be even less like, interesting than the other characters, even. Yeah. And he also you is, know, he's selfish. And that's a thing about so Mr. Incredible. He's so selfish in the beginning of this. And so but I'm because he's used going, to being gosh. famous and he hates the fact he that he's not famous anymore. Or and that he now, can be. And then the, the little redemption in this movie was really nice. Yeah, really it was. Nice. It was really you good. You know, him learning to and seeing the other side of things, seeing what Elastigirl goes through and all this stuff. Uh, and reconnecting was, with his kids, you know, because I think uh-huh. that that's like a very, you know, that's a very motherly instinctive thing that, you know, most kids do have like a good relationship with their, their mother because their mother is often, not every mother does this, but they often stay at home and they um, help, they raise their kids in a very close and personal way. But fathers are often off working and stuff. And this is a great example, you know, uh, Robert Parr, he worked that job for so long that he, perhaps he did have kind of a disconnected relationship with his children. Mm-hmm. And so this is a great moment where he kind of reconnects with his kids in a different way because their mom's gone. And so he has to be the single dad. Oh, speaking of that, by the way, so you didn't see the short film before it? No, I actually was doing some looking. I was looking it up earlier and I, I heard it was really good. I I cried like quite a bit. I'm kind like of like I kept it I kept it to myself but like it was yeah I'm kind extremely. of extremely I think what the thing was is a little dumpling did you read about it kind of I kinda? Yeah, I heard about it yeah I think it's a dumpling and it like grows up and then and it goes through all this stuff and then it ends up like shunning the mom and being like kind of a bad boy or whatever and then gets a girlfriend's like moving out and then she wakes up and the dad's walking up to the room and the son is behind her. And you kind of figure out that like, she just had a dream about this little weird dumpling looking thing. Right. And that was her son the entire time. And she had like a disconnected relationship with him and they paired, they patch it at the end and like, Oh boy. (laughs) It just, yeah, it got me so good. I was like, Oh man. And then especially, and I don't, I still don't even know. Because I didn't see the very beginning of it. So I don't know if it was titled like something dumpling or something like that. But I think it was about dumpling, which made me kind of tear up even harder. Because I was like, oh, like the little dumpling, you know, like, I don't know. Sounds like duckling, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I left to go get popcorn um, because we went to the theater and there was a line of like 50 kids. And I was like, we're not standing in that line. And so I bought our tickets on Fandango and we just walked in. And then our niece Jericho was being such a good girl and she didn't say anything about the popcorn. And she kind of leaned over and was like, I wonder if the line died down. Being super sweet about it. Just, you know, maybe the line's gone. And so I was like, you know, you got to get the popcorn. And so I was like, I'll go check. But if it's long, I'm not coming back or I'm, I'm gonna come right back if it's long i'm not i'm not coming back (laughs) and so i ran out and grabbed some popcorn and by the time i i got back the credits were rolling on that and i looked at her (laughs) that i'm gonna give you a direct quote direct quote and i said did i miss anything and she goes and i quote it was just something (laughs) (laughs) perfect that's all you need to know it's just something in the mind of a 10-year-old. It was just something. 
I don't know. It was something. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, anyway, it's so funny because everybody has such a, like emotional response to it, and Jared just and uh, yeah, it was and just there something. I am sitting there just like bawling. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to the movie though. So he's playing the single dad card at home, and I love Jack Jack and him. That's my favorite part of the movie. Oh like, my gosh, Jack down. Jack is so funny, man. When, when he goes into the other dimension and he's like, num nums, <laughs> I got well, cookies, num nums. And something that you don't realize is that none of them knew that he has powers because he was freaking yeah. out at the house and everything, but none of them actually see him do anything in special. Air. Right. And so that scene, and this, this is going to be my hot take for the movie. Um, we got the train scene. We got the ending. We got the fight against the screenslaver. Jack Jack's fight against the raccoon is my favorite action. It's my favorite. Yeah. In the entire, like that was the best part of the movie for Incredible. me. Incredible. It was so good. Like when he, you know, you see him push against the wall and he just falls into the yard. You're like, oh my gosh. Cause it takes oh, this idea of like, you yeah. know, you know, like kids can, kids get into just, anything but then the baby's know? like doing kung fu you know it's like <laughs> like i love a raccoon that. and yeah. fights against him oh my gosh it's so great and when he like I loved it when he starts getting really ticked off and he like lights the lawn chairs on fire and he starts I burning know. through each one of the raccoons and the like, raccoon oh is just like oh no <laughs> yeah. oh man I that was it. so good um and I, yeah, so I love, I love watching Mr. Incredible try to deal with his child. That's just incredibly powerful. I mean, he's incredibly powerful. He's a polymorph. He can just turn into whatever he wants. 17. 17 different, 17 different things like powers. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I didn't even, I don't know, man. He shows so many different ones. Um, but I think that that's another thing that. I really like that for this movie, but man, if they gave us like a Jack Jack movie, like way in the future, like Jack Incredible, I mean, that could be cool because he is going to be incredibly powerful, like insane. But maybe, maybe he's just a polymorph where he can pretty much just turn into whatever he wants, but he, you know, it's not like when he turns into the combustion dude. It's not like he's um, Mr. Torch or the Human Torch from the incre- or the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four or something. He can fly or whatever. Um, Yoda, I guess he can fly, the though. Clones. I don't know, man. He's got so many powers. It's nuts. He has so much. So cool, though. So cool. And I love... Um, I just love watching him go into the other dimension. Get your num nums, dude. That was so funny to me. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh man, because it's so funny. It's just like, and I think that that's also a nod to the parents in the audience because parents have to deal with such ridiculous things, things on an everyday basis. But this just takes it to a whole nother level where this like superhero is just like, oh "Oh my gosh, gosh, my kid just went into another dimension and he's floating around. (laughs) (laughs) He's lighting things on fire and he's shooting like lasers out of his eyes. Oh, it's so funny. Um, But and then it also goes to uh, he takes her takes the kid to Edna mode. Edna mode, that character, which voiced by Brad Bird, Um, even though. That's voiced by Brad Bird. Voiced by Brad Bird. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. I did not know that. He, he interviewed a lot of people and he had a specific thing in mind as for to, the original, for how he wanted the character to sound. And who is it? Um, it's the lady that was in the incredible shrinking woman, uh, Lily Tomlin. I think her name is. Yeah. Um, 
but she auditioned and he was like, no, no, no. I want you to do it more like this. And then she just said, why don't you just do it, Brad? That sounds great. <laughs> and so he just did. And so That's he just hilarious. does the voice, um, which is funny because he does the voice of that. And then syndrome is very much the look of syndrome is modeled after what Brad Bird actually looks like. Um, but anyway, I love her. She's such a great See, character. I was just going to say, I feel like every single time she like her scene is about to begin in both of these films, I'm always like, oh, okay, we got to get through the Edna stuff. And then it ends up being just like, she's just the best. She's so incredible to watch just Mm -hmm. like that. All of her little quippy dialogue and all that. And I love how she's just obsessed with the baby and just wants to, I know that's, I think that was the best part because that stay the night. That scene could have gone a different way. And it went in such a great way that she's like, your baby has powers. I love this. Get out. I love this. (laughs) Out, 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 go sleep. And then she has like the cutest little relationship with him when, when he gets back, you know, and they're walking too, and they're walking down the hall and he's kind of (laughs) like doing the strut. He's got the lollipop. And then the Uh, baby puts the, puts the hand on the little thing that identifies it. And then it's like, yeah, that was what I, because like, you know, the original, it's like the original that mode says the thing and guest. It's like turret comes out of the wall and stuff. But now the baby just can like voice recognize. Um, But then they put the baby in the thing. And that was one of the best parts of the movie too is, Anyway, I mean, gosh, we're stalling a lot on this baby. Um, let's move on because the baby stalling, quit stalling, and that's your father. Check out your marks. Um, but it's a Family Guy reference to the Cold War and Soviet Russia. Um, mm-hmm. But so mostly just communism, actually. Um, but so then we get to see the screenslaver in the flesh, right? And there's that moment mm-hmm. where he talks to the people, much like General Zod did in uh, oh, Man of Steel. I love that scene. I love it. And then she, but she locates him and goes and has a fight with him. And what did you think of that fight scene? I thought it was pretty sweet. It was sweet. Do you hear about, you hear about Disney having to put the, you know, stamp on it just to say, what is it? Any epileptic um, people can't really. Which is funny. Watch that. It's surprising that they did that. It is. It's very, it's very bright, you know, it's very bright and flashy. What do you mean? It, It is effective in a way because, um, during that scene more than any others, I was, I was actually like scared, you know, during know. when that scene it's, came it's on the other ones, it's I was so enjoying cool myself, looking. but in that scene, I was like, Oh my gosh, how is she going to get out of this? You know, and especially it's, like the little horror movie, uh, theme that it had when like, she, oh, she kind of like reaches her hand in the door to unlock it. And then his face is like right beside it. Right. And right. you're like, Oh, and then she goes in like, I, yeah, I liked all that. That was yeah. really great. <laughs> yeah. It's great, man. It's so and it good. Ends up, and then, like, you can clearly tell, though, like, afterwards, that kid's like, what happened? What happened? And you're like, oh, no, that's not even him or her. No, I know, you know right? It's like, it's like that's a like, pizza that's boy. not even freaking the thing. That's crazy. Yeah. I just thought it was so, I thought the villain was so brilliant, kind of until the reveal. I was a little disappointed with the reveal of, of who it was, but. Um, right. Just got to accept it. That's, that's what it is, so. Well. Um, another thing that I would like to bring up though, is that the villain, no, 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 I'm going to do this at the end. Let's just move on. Um, okay. But so then they go to that party and she gets introduced to all the other superheroes, which is kind of like B squad of superheroes. There's, you know, some dudes that's throwing up lava, some guy that like produces static electricity. Uh, Uh, But, um, I, I liked a lot of them. I thought they were fine. 
Uh, I actually liked a lot of their superpowers the, too. The girl that does the void power, though, yeah, that is the coolest. That was probably the coolest part of the whole movie. Yeah, um, she's a sweet addition. Yeah, she's great. I don't, I don't know about her character. Like some of the stuff, you know, like worshiping Miss or uh, yeah, well, Elastigirl yeah, it's a like, syndrome kind of type exactly, thing, like yeah, worshiping your idol. Okay, you know? okay, okay, great, great, great. You know that kind of thing. We're just like, cool, um, but and so, but that's about the point where the where uh screenslaver takes elastigirl because she figures it uh-huh. out she's like oh it's yeah. you it's the girl and then it's like oh okay she puts the goggles okay. on him and then she uh equips her as a they weapon they were having some weird dialogue scenes too the the two different dialogue scenes with those two were kind of i don't know they were very I adult myself, and very boring yeah i yeah. found myself very just like huh this is unlike this movie kind of unlike a Pixar movie. Well, you and know? it also Not a lot I of thought. it, a lot of it dives into that her specific character and her relationship with her brother. You know, it's like, she's the brains and then he's the guy that can sell like, anything. They're having a drink too. They're like sitting there having, I know. Can you drink on the job? And, and I was kind of like, Oh, it's a kid's movie, but I mean, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the first one starts off with a guy committing suicide. So it's just like, I guess these are, that's a very they're dealing with yeah. hard topics here. Um, <laughs> but, um, Anyway, so, but I think that those are very kind of adult and boring scenes. And that also plays into the fact of another reason why I don't really like the, um, the villain in this movie is because I don't really care about those two. I don't really care about their father getting killed and him trying to call yeah, the supers. None of that was conveyed in because, an, like in an emotional way. Right. And I it guess I might as well, like, I'm going to jump on to my, my point here. I was going to save it till the end, but Okay, so her parents were killed because they couldn't reach the supers, but also because her father had a blind faith in the supers, right? He thought that he counted on them so much. And then when the screenslaver goes on that whole monologue on all the screens, he says something to the effect... He says something to the effect of you are all slaves to your screens. You don't actually live in the real world. Um, all you all you care about is what you are force fed from the screens. And then somehow that relates to them idolizing the supers or something of that nature. And I just don't really get what her agenda is. I don't think that I don't think it's a villain that's fully fleshed out. And I don't think that the end does it justice at all. I really don't think that the villain um, earned my interest at all because sure. It looks cool. Sweet idea. I like a lot of what it's doing. I don't understand why the villain is doing it though. I don't know why this person would turn so evil that she's trying to kill all the supers and then kill all the political, uh, political players that are signing this, uh, you know, undoing the law, um, against superheroes. I just don't get it. I don't get what the point is. Yeah. Like there was no point in the film and either of the films that we've seen, um, well, I guess only just this one because we only know her character now. But like, there's no point where like she went crazy. You know what I mean? There wasn't a point where like she got like shocked or something like that and became like a super villain. Like she must have just been ultimately twisted. Right. Like you're telling me that you just like loved your mom so much and you hated, you resented your dad for 
doing that so much that you just want to kill all superheroes. Like it's just not a good enough reason for you to be that bad. Well, and you know, I can even see maybe being that bad, but I just don't. I mean, obviously like she is lacking a certain justification for what she's doing, but I don't understand how the end goal of, of what she's doing is actually going to actually going to play into what she's trying to achieve. It just doesn't make that much sense to me. I don't know. It just, it didn't make sense. I didn't get it. So yes, I don't know. The villains, she's fine, whatever. Um, but going into the next part of the movie. So the screenslaver takes over Elastigirl and then Elastigirl calls up her husband. They get the snowboard goggles. They get the, the Ray-Bans on there and, (laughs) They got the spider snowboard goggles, um, which is actually pretty brilliant that they put on the glasses and it's got the like thing behind it. It's great. It's cool. Um, But then Mr. Incredible, I I like that how she is able to defeat Mr. Incredible for at least a moment to put some goggles on him. And then Frozone is back at the house and all of the superheroes come and attack. And he kind of like fends them all off. He does such a good job until he eventually kind of like. It's like the guy who saves everybody from the zombies and the zombies like, you know, finally kind of wrap, get him and wrap around. He's like, get out of here. You know, I'm making this scene up, but I think it's pretty brilliant. It's brilliant in my head. I'm just picturing somebody getting ripped apart by zombies now. So it doesn't work for me, but I'm sure it's a great analogy for somebody else. I'm telling you, no. uh, (laughs) I'm picturing somebody getting like enveloped by a snake or something and then they just stop fighting. Ooh, I read an article about that. Some lady just got eaten whole by a python. Are you serious? Yeah, I read that a couple days ago. Oh, man, that's horrible. That really one. sad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I know. It's sad. As soon as no, you said it, really it, I know. As soon sad. as you said it, I kind of laughed. And it's just... Dude, there's certain ways. There's the worst ways. I you know. know what I mean? Yeah. There there's are. quicksand. Yeah. There's shark attack. And then there's getting... Anaconda death. There's getting the John Voight. Right. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. That's the person and we I was don't want bring it. up. What a weird accent he has in that movie. Like, such a strange It's not John even Voight. his act. Like, just be John Voight. Don't be, I hey, know. what's going on, man? He's like in Argentina. I don't know what yeah, that is, dude. Argent- it's he's almost like, like not. You're it's clearly almost John like Voight. an American kind of Latino gangster accent that he adopts you know what i mean I know. like it's just weird um i don't, I don't know and, J- and and j-lo's speaking perfect english yeah well you she's know. from america though like the, it's not like she's whatever no but i'm saying you know what i'm saying John i know what Boyd, you're saying i know i, I know. mean it, it's like you don't have to do it nobody else is doing the accent <laughs> like yeah yeah nobody else is trying to be anything owen wilson gets just Horribly murdered too. Owen Wilson gets murdered. He gets murdered in a few mo- movies. Uh, House on Haunted Hill is that what it's called? Or what's that one? No, Ghost. Oh, the uh, no. oh man, what is that movie? It's the, the Haunting. Yeah, with yeah. Liam Neeson. Oh, uh, not a great movie. Gets his head ripped off by he the, does. the lion. Yeah, he does. I also watched Goodfellas today, and uh, Joe Pesci's death at the end of that is particularly ooh, terrible. Ooh, baby. Um, so the kids are stuck at the house and Frozone gets taken. Uh, he becomes part of the screen slavers ploy too. And the kids have a little fight against all the bad guys. And Frozone does too, for a moment. And I think that I know I said that the raccoon and Jack Jack fight is probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, but there's one single, like just moment 
in this movie that I think is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a superhero movie or just in a movie. Um, and it's when I think that dash has Jack Jack in his hands and the girl, the void character, right? The superhero void. She creates yeah, yeah. a like stream of portals. And so they're just, and dash is just sprinting through portal after portal, after portal, after portal. And it just looks like he's looking down a long hallway of the same exact thing. And I don't know, man, the visual visuals, like the that, visual on that yeah. was so cool. Like it was incredible. Like I love hey, it. It's man. like a last Jedi Ray in the, uh, the bottom. Right, 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 right. Did you know I wa- actually sorry, this is completely off topic. I watched the behind the scenes on Last Jedi. Um, did you know that Ray like they set up like a bunch of different cameras for that? I forget how like exactly they did it, but like so they filmed her doing that, but then they set up like a bunch of cameras in a certain direction to like do it. So I, I don't know, it was really interesting. I found it very interesting. That's yeah, that's interesting. Actually, like because that probably would have been a difficult feat. Um, but anyway, I, so I love the visual on that. That was so cool to me. It was such a just I don't know. It I kind of melted a little bit. I was like, dang, that's so tight. Oh. Uh, but uh, and then they oh, your st- bunch of crunch were melted too because you were sitting on them. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Not all yet. that. Like the you know the superheroes just fighting against other superheroes and seeing how their powers interact. I thought it was really clever. Cause like they introduce all these superheroes and you're like, Oh cool. These guys are all fun. And then, you know, you come to find out that like, then they end up becoming the bad guys, the big right. group of henchmen. Right. And I right. thought that was very clever. It's, yeah, like, it's, it is. It's very clever and it's very good. Um, I think the payoff was a little, I could have gone for like a little more of something. I don't know. It just didn't. I think so too. Yeah. Well, I think that that's a big part of the first one is that, you know, you get to see all four of the family members interact um, as superheroes, right? They're like a team and it's so tight to see. And in this one, it's like you see that at the very beginning, but it's, you know, it's short lived. Um, And then at the end of at the end of this, they do it for like a second and then you don't really get to see them as a team. Um, I know ever. Yeah. And so I think that that was another thing that left me feeling disappointed because I thought the ending was a little, um, I just, I just left wanting a little bit more. Um, but I mean, you know, it's a sweet movie and there's tons of action in it. It's just, you know, maybe the action that I Do you wanted think if they make a third, there. they just pick it up straight from there. <laughs> I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, I just know go right? for it. Um, but, and so then, so this is at that point, um, the kids are in the car. That's right. They, so they get Mr. Incredible's car because Dash is obsessed with that remote and trying to steal his dad's car. So he gets his dad's car back and they're sitting there like mom and dad are out of the equation. There's no Luther. Is that uh, Frozone's actually name? Actual name? Lucius. Um, there's no Lucius. Lucius. Uh, Sammy J. What do we do? And they're like, well, you know, we have our powers, but like we need something extra. What else do we have? What else do we yeah. have? And they turn around and Jack Jack giggles and they both just like kind of look at each other like, all right, I think we're good. Let's just take our freaking demon weaponized baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's just take this nuclear weapon. We have like the ultimate Seriously, thing. The thing is like an ace in the hole. Just toss that baby in the room. Like that baby is probably indestructible. They're always worried about like Jack Jack killing himself and it's kind of like i don't think you need to really worry about that he well just, even he, he, mr incredible even said he's like not a scratch on you you know after the whole raccoon fight right it's like i don't even i don't know <laughs> it's so funny it's like, mr dude. indestructible 
get his uh, rabies check after that? I don't know. Um, That's true. <laughs> that's a oh, big valid concern freaking, here. Jeez. Yep. Your toddler that's was That's his Achilles just, heel. Not even your toddler. Like your infant was freaking just wrestling around with an animal, a wild animal. <laughs> a wild, yeah, a wild raccoon. I mean, and uh, you know what those things are getting into. Right. And they're right. hanging out with all the uh, the possums and stuff. Oh, possums are gross, too. Yeah. You ever seen a possum? Uh, not in the, not in the wild. Maybe at a... They're like, they're like big, they're like big rats. Like yeah, I know. Large, like mutated <laughs> rats. <laughs> what? Sorry. Oh, I For get all so the listeners topic. out there that don't know what an opossum looks like. Uh, <laughs> it's not a possum, isn't it? Just possum? No, it's an opossum. It's an opossum? It's spelled O-P-O-S-S-U-M. Do you not pronounce okay. the O? I don't think I ever have. I've always just said, oh, look, a, like a possum. I think you say an opossum. I do. Oh. I could be wrong on this, so maybe we'll have to solve this at some point. But uh, well, let's look it up right now. <laughs> let's do it. Awesome. Yeah, it's just possum. P O S S U M. It's not spelled that way either. No. No way. Possum. There's no way that I've just made this up. Opossum, oh, or possum. So we're both right. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> nice. It's an American it's a marsupial. Um, an American marsupial. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing in the house, not even a marsupial. <laughs> Dude, don't you think that, like, wouldn't that be a cool uh, team mascot? Like the Cleveland marsupials. <laughs> and, and that God. way you get like a diverse group of, you know, it could be kangaroos, could be opossums, could be whatever else. And, you know, there's plenty could of marsupials possums, yeah. out there. Sure. Or opossums, whatever you want. Um, so anyways, they get on the boat. And in this boat, there's a bunch of political leaders that are going to sign uh, some sort of legislation that's going to make superheroes illegal. This is yeah. the big one. Whatever big document it was. And that's the, the big play, is that the bad guy wants to blow everybody up and kill them. Do it and, all on national television. Yeah, turn whatever. everybody against the supers, make them the bad guys. Uh, pretty cool scene. I did like that. And I liked how... Loved it. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, like address everybody. Frozone's there too. Um, pretty cool. But uh, at the end, they are thwarted, right? Um, but all of the Dash and Violet stuff before that, also the best part of the movie. So into um, it. All of that is, I'm so into it. And like Violet came through. She really did. Violet, like I said, yeah. Violet. Man, when um, she's running around and invisible, I loved that sneaking around the ship. And then they have like the her and void like showdown type thing, which was right. pretty sweet. That was really I cool. That. that was a cool fight. I feel like she did something funny when she was invisible. I can't remember. I need to see this movie again. Um, but dash also running around. Very fun. Um, really cool stuff. But then man, he's the like, I don't know. Jack Jack's in another dimension. They're like, ah, oh, just no. what can you do? You know, there's nothing. There's nothing you can do about that. Sorry. Uh, but I think that the biggest laugh 
I had during the movie and Jerrica like really liked this and we both were kind of like, ooh, is when Jack-Jack went to gigantic size. That was the best bit in the whole movie for me. Cool. Not me, but cool. We didn't like that? <laughs> oh, that's great. Not me. <laughs> Water out of the nose. Clear well, like, winner. I can't even remember who they're fighting. Like some of the other no, superheroes yeah, it was, or something. It was, that was hilarious. It was. I For some reason, I didn't. Because I, what I got scared of in that moment is that he was going to stay big and that was going to be the big thing in the end. Like he was going to stay big and he was going to go through all those walls or whatever. Like, and then he was going to go do something. I, I, I was scared that they were going to carry it on, which yeah. they didn't. Therefore it's great. And, but. and that is, that is a valid concern because they are, um, they are, giving this they're bestowing so many powers on this little baby and it's so mm-hmm. funny but you gotta wonder like if this were you know a 15 year old kid he's gonna have he's gonna be so powerful like i know he's insanely yeah. powerful so it is it's a valid concern um but yeah i like all the all the action right here was so fun um so good. another great yeah. moment is when the bad lady tries to get away and uh elastigirl is just throwing throwing in the portals or, yeah like the, the, the doing void the lady is throwing the portals yeah. that elastigirl is flying through and when she finally lands she's like Oh, oh, my God. Gosh, like, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. I've been following for like 45 seconds. Oh, that, that scene was so cool. The void. I mean, that portal power is the coolest thing ever. I, I love that. I um, love that too. But at the end, uh, and then they go and, you know, Mr. Incredible has to steer the ship correctly or break off whatever so that the ship will turn and not hit Munisaberg and Frozone's over there trying yeah. to throw the stuff and Dash is down there. Like, should I let dad up? I, I, all that was yeah, really great. It was dash is so funny, man. He's and that's just so funny. I think that this movie needed a He's little so bit more dash. I think that there needed yep. to be more dash. Cause it was kind of like, mm, could have used a couple more. Could use a little more. Hey, I just got a, uh, a notification venom trailer three. So I guess we'll talk about that sometime. Sorry. <laughs> should we, should we just stop the podcast and both watch it? <laughs> I know. I know. I'll, I'll <laughs> um, save it. But, uh, yeah, so the the movie ends up pretty well. Um, the lady is not killed, but she is thwarted, and she gets arrested. The brother, Bob Odenkirk, better call Saul, just ends up being a good guy. He's great. He's so great. He like stays the same throughout the entire movie. Like it's the guy that didn't get the Michael Scott job, <laughs> but like he's still great. He's just you know what I mean. Yeah, he's just a static character in this movie. He's like, well, it sucks. My sister's getting arrested because she's a horrible person, but <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. He's like, well, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Let's talk about this. And you're just like, okay. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he was great, man. I really enjoyed his character. Uh, but the ending is they passed the superhero legislation. So superheroes are legal and it's like, yay, yay, yay. Maybe a little bit too cliche there at the end. It was also hunky dory and happy. Um, but then she goes on the date with Tony Reidinger and they pick Tony up and he gets in the car and the whole family's there. It's the and whole family is like, this is my dad. This is my mom. And then what does the brother, what does dash say? 
He's like uh, charming. I'm sure. Charmed, charming. I'm sure. I'm, char- I think he says charmed. I'm sure. That was oh, so yeah, good. Gosh. I laughed so hard. It's like gosh. You know, just- there's a lot of. Uh, it's it's almost like Dash is like a little James Bond, and maybe they model him after that because like even the car scene. It reminded me, it was so Bond-esque of like, they have this awesome car, and then he's like, huh, I wonder, it's such a, like a classic bit of like, well, we can't go into the, we can't go into the ocean, what are we going to do? And then the car's just like, and goes right. into the ocean, and it's like, oh, it goes, you know, it can yeah, swim. Yeah. It just felt like, Dash to me felt very 007, very like, and so he did that voice at the end, and I just cracked up, I was like, yeah, that's it. Right, right. That's what I was thinking, yeah. He's great. He's great. And you got the cute baby in the back. And then all that like mayhem breaks out. And the family all starts turning and smiling at each other. The music's like, and then Violet yells, let us out, let us out. I laughed really hard at that. I thought that was a really good Then she just lets out Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. What a positive guy this guy is. Maybe that kid grows up to be Tony Robbins. Uh, I don't know if that would work for the time frame. Uh, Maybe. Timeline would be a little off. But, um, yeah, I think that I think that scene might have worked out better if she would have stayed out and just been like, you guys go deal with it. I think, I think, that, so that, I think that joke plays better, but they obviously needed to have that little bit at the She's end. She's such a Debbie Downer. <laughs> Looks like one, um, but uh, I, I do like the... Uh, the cute ending and then the movie just ends and it's great. So that's um, it. I do. Gosh, such a good movie. Um, we didn't, we mentioned him very, very briefly, but all credit in the world goes to Mike Giacchino because the music, that theme so good. And you know, I've dissed on Mike Giacchino before because there's some scores that he's done that I don't love. What was it? Was it rogue one? It was, on? it was Rogue yeah. One. It was Rogue One that we dissed him on. But then I'm like, I go back through his work and I'm like, man, he did the Incredibles theme, which is so good. He did and like you Speed listen to Rogue Racer, One and you're like, you know, and he's great. just got so much good stuff. Um, and he does. He makes good scores. It's just, you know, when you make one for a Star Wars movie, it's hard to. It is. It's judged. really hard to live up to that. Um, anyway, so I, I love the score for this movie. All of it in the original was great. Very, and this one is so uh, beautiful, too. It's very John Dubs, uh, catch me if you can ish, kind of. Totally, totally. Or it's very, you know, it's very jazzy, kind of boom, boom, boom. Well, it's very basketball. It's very it's modeled like after, like, <laughs> yeah, great Michael Scott reference. Um, it's very modeled after a spy movie, right? And that's what the original mm-hmm. one kind of was. It's a superhero movie, but it's kind of a James Bond spy superhero type deal. Um, so I think that that's where he got a lot of the inspiration because they were making kind of a 60s esque film. And so, anyway, I, I think the original score is great. And, and this one, he came through just as well. So. Uh, completely loved. I loved it, and actually, the more that we talk about it, the more I'm really enjoying. I, the more I really love this movie. I th- see. The thing about this movie is there is the big plot devices that maybe didn't work so well, especially the villain, and that's a huge part of the film. Right. But the comedy hits so well. The comedy that they that they used in this movie, and the way that they went about doing things, and uh, all those little scenes and then the animation as well. Like it all was just so perfectly executed that mm-hmm. you can't deny that. It's like, it's good. It's really good. You it's know, really it's, good. It's, it's, it's not, I, I can't say it's as good as the first one because I think the first one is just classic and so good. And it happened 14 years ago. So, um, but it probably doesn't just, even make the list of, I don't know. 
maybe my top 10 in, or Pixar movies. Maybe, yeah, maybe top 10. Not top yeah. five, you know. No. I, I don't think I'd include it what, in my top five. What would five. be your top five? Do you know? Uh, I mean, not off the top of my head. Probably. We're going to have to do that sometime. We should. I, I would wager to say The Incredibles, Toy Story. Um, I don't want to say Coco, man, but Coco is pretty far up there. I, I hate to like include it in right now because it's just so good. Um, but maybe Toy Story 2 and then Bugs Life. Mm. Oh, no, no. Bugs finding finding so Nemo. Finding Nemo is in there for sure. I don't know. That's tough. It's tough to. That is tough. It's a tough list. We should come up with that sometime, though. It'd be good. We should. I'd be down to do that. The only thing is, uh, like, one of my favorite animated films is Kubo. I think I have Kubo over, over a lot. Oh, um, I mean, top an- top it, five animated films. Well, the thing is, it's it's unfortunate that wait, if you're talking top five Pixar's, that like, yeah, a few of my favorites are not. I feel like Laika how it holds a lot of my favorite animation stuff. Right. Right. So it, like when you think of top, top five Pixar, you're like, I don't even want to talk about Pixar. I'd rather go to different production companies anyway. Um, yeah, Kinda, I hear you. I but, hear you. But Pixar is so incredible. Pixar is so I mean, good because so many of those only so Kubo. Good. You know but, what I actually felt? I feel like this is better than finding Dory was. You know what I mean? Because, you know, do you want to hear something embarrassing? I didn't see Finding Dory, Dave. You really should, I actually. Never saw it. It's quite good. It's quite good. I, I really enjoyed it. It's very, very I need fun to see film. It. Um, I mean, it's really... Like, I'm going to go to Wreck-It Ralph 2 in the theaters. Oh, dude, Wreck-It Ralph 2 looks great. 100%. Wreck-It Ralph is incredible. I've only seen it, like, one, one time, and I was like, no. Oh, and fun. anybody that, like, only saw it once is just so... You know, it's dumb. crazy. I haven't seen Wally. You've never seen <laughs> Wally, dude. Wally is like I'm gonna try Wally to watch. would be in my top five. I know. Now I'm that you mentioned, I was forgetting about it. Oh, you know what? Ratatouille. Ratatouille oh, would be it. in my top five. Ratatouille so dang good. I love Ratatouille. Oh, now you know everything about Ratatouille. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you just watch it. I did. I just oh, watched it, and it's immediately in my list. I that wouldn't put it past so you. Great. Pasta. Uh, I wouldn't put it past. I don't know. Um, anyway, so, uh, Incredibles 2, great stuff. Brad Bird, I love you, and I hope that you keep making movies, because you are fantastic. Uh, call me sometime. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, so, standard question. Would you rather watch this movie, or School of Rock? Huh. Take a minute. Breathe. (laughs) What do you see? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, interesting. Gosh, I'm almost inclined to say this movie. <laughs> right now, obviously, I would. Right now. I mean, I just saw it. In the long run, I would rather School watch School of Rock. School of Rock. Over this, I would watch School of Rock over this movie. No doubt. But. Five years from now, School of Rock, no doubt. But if I'm asking that question for the first Incredibles, I would say the Incredibles. I'd still, it'd basically be in the same realm with me. I think I'd probably still watch School of Rock. Right. But hey, maybe I'll watch this movie and I'll I'll, I'll like it more. Um, I did really like it, but I... uh, I don't know. I I think the things that you nitpick about it... Yeah, I think the things that you have wrong with it aren't going to change. 
They're not things that are going to like go away. It's right. a big plot point. It's like one of the biggest plot points in the movie and you're not all about it and neither am I. And right. so, you know, and that's not going anywhere. That's a, so, you know, cause the first one is, is a movie that I do love as a whole. Like there's, I love everything about that movie. Um, but when we talk about the point of the movie, like what is the film trying to say? I don't know if I know what the first film is trying to say. So, um, that's, that's also something to think about, but, um, and this movie is kind of like, should, it's just like everybody's super in a way. So embrace being super Be nice to kids. Yeah. I think it's just like be super, you know, and I mean, be both, awesome. And then both of the bad guys, they have, um, they're not super, but they like created technology to allow them to be super. Mm-hmm. So respect maybe, people that look up to you, but it's almost like, it's almost maybe. like telling kids to not be super in their own way because you'll turn out to be the bad guy. The only people who are allowed to be super are the people that are born to be, that are I'm born I'm just going to close the door and assume everything's going to go to plan. I don't know what's, <laughs> what's wrong with that. Talk about He's like, I have a gun in my room. We'll go do a <laughs> bang, 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 dead. <laughs> oh, man. Seth Green, Austin man. Powers. That is... Talk about a guy that I wish was in the spotlight more. Oh, I man. I love we, Seth We miss Green. you, Mike Myers. No, I'm talking about <laughs> Seth Green. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That is not. I feel like though. I don't know who Jack Black could have been. The bad guy? Mm. It's weird with animation. Yeah, this is weird with animation. Do you animate Jack Black? Yes. <laughs> it's not like you're just plugging in the human into this thing. Right. You have to animate him. The underminer. <laughs> Easy. That'd not, be funny. Not to take it away from John Ratzenberg though, who's a great voice actor. Who's John Ratzenberg? He's the Girl. he's the guy that does the vocals of the underminer. He was also in Cheers. He does vocals for ACDC. <laughs> I'm like, geez. He did no! back He did backup vocals for ACDC. Backup <laughs> You're like, gosh, dude, you got a lot. <laughs> On their Delaware tour, you're like, dang, dude. Just exclusively in Delaware. <laughs> exclusively Delaware only. How many times do you think AC, How many times do you think ACDC has played in Delaware? That'd be an interesting thing to look up. I would make a bet on that. I'd probably say four times. <laughs> yeah, I'd say under five. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, uh, okay. Okay, then. Alrighty then. Uh, okay. I'm gone. Uh, we'll go then. Okay, I'm, we'll go. I'm gone. <laughs> we'll go then. Um, well, that's it for... <laughs> gosh. Um, that's it for Professor and the Digs this week. Um, a lot of good stuff going on. We've, uh, we've been posting a little bit more on Instagram and all of our social media. Please uh, give us a follow. I'm on Twitter, bro underscore digs. Uh, Dave, anything you want to shout out for yourself or anything like that? Dave TJ 23 on Instagram. I hardly post on there, but uh, make sure to follow the professor uh, underscore digs on professor yeah, bro underscore digs. And uh, David's never going to learn it anyway. So I'm just going to say, <laughs> I just, it logs uh, me automatically. I don't know. And, uh, and bro, uh, professor underscore podcast for our Twitter. But uh, yeah, we just have professor Jones. So Google like us, us on uh, Facebook. Check us out on yeah, iTunes, please subscribe. Please share to your friends. Uh, and please leave a review. That makes us feel great and 
and helps us enormously. So, uh, besides that, I think that's all I got. Pretty yeah. incredible too. Pretty incredible stuff as yeah. well. Also <laughs> too. For well, sure. Thanks a lot for listening. Until <laughs> <laughs> next time, we're living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> God. Professor Jones and the Digs. Professor Jones and the Digs. Professor Jones and the Digs. <laughs> <laughs>